Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have best-selling author Karen Bodie from Rockport, Maine. Welcome, Karen. Thank you for inviting me again. I, I'm just so excited to share well, with Karen, you again. It's been exciting to have you here in Presque Isle and, and in Maine and to... Um, to have a meeting on your book, Clean Heart, Healing Soul, Spirit, and Body. God is raising up a people, preparing them, and sending them out. And you felt the call and, and went to Uganda. Tell our listeners today, how did that come um, to be uh, resident in your heart? How did you know God was calling you? And how did you get there? Wow. Well, I think it all started when I was in my 20s. Um, I just wanted to travel and see the world, and I had absolutely no fear. So in my senior year in college, I did my student teaching over in, in the Canary Islands, spent a half a semester there teaching third grade, came home and wanted immediately to go out again and got a job in Puerto Rico, and I taught third grade there for a whole year came home and I just wanted to go out again. I got a job in Ecuador, third grade again. So I taught third grade in Ecuador. And, um, and, and it was in Ecuador as in my book, it talks about clean, in my book, Clean Heart. Um, I met a Christian man there who called me Lan Kalun, he, a Chinese man who taught me really how to love myself and um, through the eyes of the Lord and how to truly forgive myself for all of my imperfections. And so the book Clean Heart is um, authored by Karen, Kailun, and me because it, it has the three voices, the child within me, the adult Karen, and Kailun, the survivor. And then after... Um, Ecuador, the Chinese man sent me to Taiwan to continue my studies in the Chinese language. And so I stayed there and ended up um, teaching in a university over there. And so, and I always said that once I retired, I would return to my first love, which was to go back into the mission field. Wow. Now God says, man makes your plans, but God orders our footsteps. The footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. So going to Uganda, what type of work are you doing there? Well, um, it all started with me knowing that this is the last year of my teaching career, that I, I just had a desire to um, reach out into the nations again. And I befriended a young African boy about two years ago um, through an American missionary. And we just had the same dreams and same visions of doing something, of changing the world, helping. And so uh, his dream was to start a um, community center, a children's village where he could take the underprivileged children um, and give them homes and medical treatment and food and education and teach them of the Lord and so that they would have everything that a home, a good Christian home would have, but they had no access to. 
So he and I just prayed and prayed and before, within the two years, uh, we got, I, um, someone from my women's group donated the money to buy the land and through a GoFundMe page now, um, we've raised $10,000. Our first building is built and we're, our second building is being built. Um, Amos, I'm supplying him with his education and uh, by the end of this coming year, he will have his own travel and tourism business to support himself and the orphanage. So it's just, God just rolls it out. You have a desire, you have a dream, and he will give you the means. Amen. Amen. You know, I just really believe that the Lord said, dream big. You know, we put him in a box. We limit him. We think we think that, well, maybe he could do this. I remember someone asking me once, how did you ever do radio? How did you ever know to do that? Well, you know, um, Karen, God put the desire in my heart. It was nothing that I thought of. Um, but then I stepped out. There's a stepping out. How did you know to step out? When did you know it was the right time? Well, the, I have a story behind me going to Uganda. I just went this past July, and I really was not intending to go. But another author uh, that I knew about, who was not a Christian author, said she was speaking in Uganda, and would I speak there? Um, and so I accepted her call to go to Uganda, knowing that this African boy that the orphanage was uh, located in Uganda, I thought, perfect, um, that's my invitation to go. And then she backed out and I had already bought my plane ticket to Uganda. So that was God's way of saying, you're going to Uganda, Karen. So I, I told Amos that I'm coming to Uganda. And then before you know it, he had me uh, scheduled to speak in a three-day con women's conference on the eastern side of Uganda and a two-day conference in the western Uganda um, going to do um, outreach in the schools and uh, village outreach and just it was the most amazing 15 days of my life. Wow. Tell me a little bit when you spoke at that conference what were some of your topics and what did your journal look like from that time in, in Uganda? It, it's very, I had no idea what the women were like there and what their concerns were. Or, and so I just had to really go to the Lord and say, Father, help me to prepare a message for the women there. And so I did, and I just spoke about... Um, Putting on the armor of God, I did a whole lesson on that because I know that their struggles are hard and they it's very poor over there. The, um, they, the women are very oppressed still there. The men run and the men also have leeway to have multiple wives or families. And so the women are rising up and um, they are also the force to train their their husbands about the Lord. The husbands don't go to Bible meetings, but the women, the husbands want their women to go to Bible uh, meetings so that they will come back and train them and teach them of the Lord. So the women were so excited. We had over 500 women and we fed them 
um, over in Uganda, they just eat one meal a day because that's all they, they really can afford. So we, we made rice and a banana mush and the women in the back had fires going and then serving all the women. It was just, everybody serves one another over there with whatever they have, what little they have, they will serve one another. It's just a, a very freeing experience. Wow. Praise God. What would you uh, say to a person today that maybe feels a call to missions or wants to get involved in missions? What would you say to them and how can they get plugged into your mission in Uganda? Well, if um, they can, if they're interested in getting involved with, um, it's called Orphanage Aid Project Uganda. They can go to www.oapuganda.org and we have a website um, set up and you can be involved in many of our projects. We have a water well project. You can um, fund into that. We have a building project. We have, um, we have a need of a van right now for our travel and, um, and tourism business. Uh, you can actually sponsor a child for $30 a month and you can get pictures of that child and in that $30 a month you would be paying for their education, their, their um, uniform, and their food. To, right now to be going to their, um, their local schools because our school, our orphanage is not complete yet. So we, OIP sponsors children in local schools. And I just have a little um, story to tell you. One of the girls that I met, um, her, her father was 85 years old, had married a young woman. The woman died in childbirth. And we supported her through OAP, and she has now since passed on. Um, and it's just a tragic story of how if our orphanage was complete, we could have had her in a safe home, a safe environment, a loving environment. And so our dream is to get this, and it will be a compound where everything, medical needs, um, fresh water, the water well will feed, will actually be fresh water for the, um, the entire village around. So God is moving. If you have that desire, that passion, you will know it. And God will lead you in the right direction. If it's OAP, um, then just contact us and we will direct you. You can come volunteer. Prayers are needed. If, if it's in and, you know, through your local church, you will know and God will direct your path. Amen. Well, Karen, I want to talk a little bit more about your book, Clean Heart. Tell me how... Tell me how you brought that from Karen, Kailun, and me. How did you come through that survival mode? I've met many women and men that have been through some pretty rough waters. And I believe in God's word that he said in John 8:36 that he's come to set us free. And I see a lot of religion. I've been a lot in, involved in a lot of religion. And it's not religion, it's relationship. Yes. It's hard to believe 
that there was a God <clears throat> that gave his only begotten son <laughs> for our sins. And, you know, people have been going to church for years and years and years, wearing the mask and carrying the chains, wearing the mask and carrying the chains, believing for a miracle or um, just putting on the mask. Right. And clean heart is opening your heart, being vulnerable, as you say, be naked before the Lord and get clean. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Well, during my darkest hour, uh, there was a time in my life, in my early 50s, where I just was in a situation where I wanted to die. I couldn't move any further in the situation that I was in, and the Lord told me to change. And so I started praying, well, I can't change unless I change my heart, because my heart was so darkened. So I asked him to create in me a clean heart, O oh Lord, so I can be of service to you. And he said, well, I want you to um, give me everything, to stand naked before him, be vulnerable, and hand him everything. And I told him, I said, I, I, Lord, I don't think I can do that. I haven't felt anything for decades because I had to stop everything. And he said, I want you to pour everything out to, on on to me and so what I did was I did that I gave him everything and um, little by little it took a process of four years but I never gave up and I kept on giving him my heart and in my heart I found fear was the biggest guilt rejection not being good enough um, abandonment and um, as these came up, I just laid them down at the altar. I gave him the wounds, and he would fill me up with his word and the Holy Spirit. And as each wound emerged, his loving Holy Spirit would heal it. So it was my job and my duty to lay down the wounds on his altar and the hurts and the pain. And I committed to God and myself that I would continue to do that until I was healed. Amen. You know, God said in his word in Psalm 107, 20, that he sent his word and he healeth thee. Expand upon that. Well, he's, he's a God of his word, and we have to trust him. And the word trust means that we cannot... His word is sharper than a two-edged sword. And that means it will go to the marrow, the bone in the marrow, and it will seek out any untruth and any lie that the adversary has put in on in your heart and in your mind and in your soul that you have learned that maybe somebody spoke over you when you were young. And that word, the, the, the living word, will divide that up, show you where your wounds are, and it will heal your wounds. But you have to trust him and go to him every time and believe him. And if you put in the work and in the effort, he will heal you. It is written. It is written. You talk about in your book about protective layers and how we protect ourselves. 
Uh, we put up walls. Um, we don't want to be hurt anymore. Nobody wants to be hurt. Nobody wants to be wounded. So we protect ourselves. Right. When God is saying, let me, let me tear down those walls and rebuild those ancient ruins, according to Isaiah 61. Is that right? Yeah. Well, you know, it said, uh, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. The poor in spirit are those that are humble before him, that will go to him and say, Lord, I have a need. I really do. I can't do this. I can't do it on my own. I, you know, and those are the ones who the Lord will minister to and, and heal. But it is your job to go to him. You have a free will. And you have a free will to say to close the door or to open it, you know. And his arms are wide open, calling you to come forward. But you are the one that has to say, Father, I'm going to break down my barriers and I'm going to stand before you and show me all those those walls and all the things that I put up to hide um, because I don't want to be hurt. But show me them. Make me vulnerable. Make me um, a pure heart. He said in Psalm 147.3 that he healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. And like you said, that's, that's his word. It is written. And I know in my life, I had a lot of buried pain. And I can remember walking Karen one morning and I asked my sister, do you have any idea why I have this in my life and she said no I don't so I came home and I thought you know I'm going to talk to Jesus about this and I did I just I got on my knees beside my bed and I talked to him about it and I said can you tell me why I have this fear in my life and he revealed the root of it uh, and once he reveals something to you you can understand the lie that you're believing or how yeah. how you got wounded and so the next morning I said to my sister I had this memory from when I was a child and this is what happened is that true and she said yes yeah. because I had the people's names I knew yeah. how it happened when it happened everything the truth will set you free and mm -hmm. it is written that's what he says in the Bible it, the truth will set you free once you understand the truth of something, then you can release it. You have to face it. Yes. You have to face it head on and say, this is what's happened. This is how it got entrance. I asked Jesus today to heal the wound, and he heals the wounds. Yeah. It's not a long, drawn-out process. No. And sometimes, though, the wound has layers. And you won't know that until the next time comes around and you say, I thought I already dealt with that, Lord. And he says, no, this is a, just a different section of your wound that still needs to be um, healed. And then as long as you, you allow him to come in, and the more he heals you, the more you want to be healed. It is almost infectious. Like you want God's healing. Once you understand the process and how easy it is to invite him in to those layers, then it's like, come on in, Father. You know, show me where you, I need to be healed. Heal it. Show me. Help me to lay it down. 
and it gets to be an easy process. Amen. God wants his people whole. He wants us to to walk in what he died for. Yeah. And it's not religion. No. It's a relationship with him. And then we can be used for him. And our the, the testimony of our story will help others. As we get healed, we can heal other people. And that's that's what he wants us to do. I wanted to ask you I had done an interview with Nancy Nichols on the issue of fear. And I have to say, out of all the programs that I have, I have interviewed people, that particular interview has been listened to the most. Fear, anxiety, depression, it's all symptoms right. of a deeper issue. Yes. Talk to me about that. Well, the, the more you bury something, the more you have to cover it, cover it up. And usually when people cover up their, the deep issues of the heart, um, it causes more pain. And the more pain takes on symptoms of depression, anxiety, alcoholism, drug addiction, um, sex perversions, you name it, all those are the symptoms of the original source of the pain. And so, um, yeah, the, the, the more that you search your heart and create in me a clean heart, O oh Lord, uh, is what the issue is. The, the more that you can cleanse out your heart of the old wounds, the, all those symptoms will go away. Amen. We can hold God to his word. Yes, because he said that um, if our, our souls are, are, are healed, our bodies will be healed. Amen. Well, Karen, I want you to pray for every listener today, no matter what they're dealing with, fear, depression, anxiety, um, suicidal tendencies, whatever's going on in their life, that they would have the courage. It takes courage to face yes. the issues. It takes courage to say, this is no more. Yep. It takes commitment to God and themselves to, to stick to it. They're not going to stop until they are healed. They're going to have courage to face their own uh, monsters inside themselves. And they're going to um, consistency, which means that they are going to continually go before the Lord. Every time that they find a wound, they will go before the Lord and and lay it down and ask for healing and then constant communication with other believers. Don't isolate yourself. So those are my five C's for healing is um, commitment, consistency, courage, and constant communication. And with those, um, and you know, with your relationship with the Father, um, you are on your way to healing. Amen. So you want me to pray? I want you to pray. Karen. Thank you, Father, for every single person that is listening here on this broadcast, Father, who are suffering from any of those symptoms, Father, that need redemption, need healing, need transformation, need cleansing, um, and need courage and commitment 
Um, Father, I just pray that this is the day that the Lord has made and this is the day that they will say yes to you, Father. That they will hold out their hands and say, Yes, Father, create in me a clean heart. I no longer want to live in darkness. I no longer want to live in fear. I no longer want to live in guilt or shame. I want to be free because the truth will set me free. Father, give me the truth to set me free. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, Karen, it's been a privilege to have you here in Presque Isle, Maine, and to send your voice out across the globe. And thank you for the work you're doing here and abroad and in Uganda. And we just pray blessings over your ministry, your writing career, um, and wherever God takes you. And listeners, we thank you for joining us today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.